0: Welcome to Everything is Better Than You Think, a podcast where we focus on mental health, spirituality, and overall well
1: being. If you struggle with anxiety or depression, or are just seeking a higher quality of life, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Rick Johns. And I'm Will Johns. And I'm the pleasure with the pain across from me here. <laughs> We are talking about pain and pleasure all season, and Will, it's kind of sad that this is coming to an end. It's been a very intriguing season. Yes, it has, and it's amazing that we're on our last episode. We are indeed. So as we wrap things up, it's not going to surprise our listeners to know that we're going to bring spirituality into this topic of pain and pleasure
0: yeah our bias as pastors is that spirituality affects every aspect of our lives and and so that's why we wanted to look at this book that we've been discussing by dr anna lemke um, dopamine nation where she she analyzes the balance of pain and pleasure and how that works in our brains and we wanted to look at that through the lens of spirituality
1: And honestly, I think doing those first uh, few episodes that we've done in this season has really given us an insightful view into the brain and how spirituality can work and should work, because without that knowledge, I think sometimes spirituality can kind of get off track with pain and pleasure, but I think this helps bring it back into perspective and helps make some of the things that Jesus taught and the Bible says... I think it makes a lot more sense for us.
0: Well, I think the first thing I want to emphasize is that spirituality can sometimes, in a very uh, warped form, be a spirituality that says, all pleasure is bad. You know, like, <laughs> let's just avoid anything that feels good. And and that's that's just a very wrong understanding, or probably overly simplistic understanding of what spirituality actually is and and when i've started wrestling with this idea of where spirituality fits in the first thing rick that came to my mind is that spirituality gives us a larger purpose mm. a reason to move toward and through pain instead of just avoiding pain or committing ourselves to as much pleasure as possible
1: yes I agree with you, because when we live for something bigger than ourselves, it gives us motivation to sacrifice. When mm-hmm. we have some greater good ahead of us, it's much easier. In fact, I know in psychology they say the greatest suffering is the suffering that feels meaningless.
0: Yes, yes. But we, yes. C-
1: we as creatures, we as intelligent human spiritual beings... We want a purpose, we need some meaning to our suffering. Yeah, exactly, and when we we accomplish some good
0: things in the world through sacrifice, it's actually very satisfying. And and her whole explanation of the pain-pleasure teeter-totter that's in our brain, that when we push down on the pain side, our brain floods us with pleasure, actually, to restore that balance then it, it kind of makes sense of, of how this works in the brain. Like when we sacrifice for good, we feel a deep satisfaction. Yeah. And, and so that that's a beautiful thing uh, that's happening where spirituality is actually helping us maintain that healthy balance.
1: Absolutely. And this keeps us in that balance. And I think that's a key point to where spirituality can be helpful and also, where it goes off the tracks. And it's all around that word balance. <laughs> yes. When yes. you have a spirituality that has a balance of pain and pleasure, both of them equal amounts, or, you know, sort of as much as possible equal amounts, I think that is the life that God designed us to lead. But mm. it does get out of whack. Like you said, in some of the dark ages, you can read of these guys who just flogged themselves and and fasted for many, many days. And even to this day, we have some forms of aesthetic spirituality that people seem to prize the virtue of sacrifice and self-denial. And they think that in doing so, they're, they're holier, or they're denying the pleasure of the body, or the sins of the body, or the sins of the world. And there's a lot of talk against pleasure sometimes. And I think that's when the spirituality kind of goes off the rail. So now when you understand this balance, that we need both things.
0: Yeah. And I think people when they go off the rail on the pain side, they they forget the concept of grace. They forget the idea that they don't have to save themselves. Yeah. You know, that that God is working with us uh, to help us move in the in the right direction. And I and I think that's where this larger purpose of spirituality also helps us very simply make the tough decisions today that will benefit us in the future. Yeah. And and that's a beautiful way of keeping pain and pleasure in balance.
1: Yeah, I think spirituality gives us kind of that eternal perspective. It gives us an eternal uh, way of looking at things, which is really helpful... Because sometimes we don't want to sacrifice because we're only looking at the short term. We're only thinking, oh, this is going to really be bad for the next day or the next week or the next month. But when you see it in a long-range perspective, like you said there, Will, I think that's really beneficial. And your spirituality can help you make good choices knowing that there's pleasures and rewards in the future.
0: Yeah, and it, it helps our better nature win the battle with our destructive self Mm. and and there's always this part of us that just wants what feels good in this moment with no thought of the future and how that might affect us uh and so the the more i i think about this and some of uh dr lemke's stories about those who battled extreme addiction how much better is it if we avoid temptation today so we don't have to deal with addiction tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's it's getting started with the addiction. That's where if we can pay attention and not even start down that path, it's so much easier than than going a long way down that path so and then having much. to turn it around.
1: Uh, exactly, Will. So much easier. You know, as you were talking about that, it just reminded me, I had seen a clip from a Chris Rock uh, stand-up uh, special that he had done years ago. And he said, you know what we need? He said, we need to put little mirrors on ATM machines. And those mirrors especially need to be, uh, maybe they could be covered during the day, but at 12 midnight, they should be revealed. And anyone who's taking money out after midnight should have to look themselves in the face and know they're about to make a bad decision.
0: <laughs>
1: he said, "If we just put a mirror on the ATM at dark, then we would uh, stop a lot of people from doing a lot of stupid things that they're about to do." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think
0: I think that's it, Rick. Like, there's there's ways that we can restrain ourselves from these bad decisions you know we know the times of day when we're more likely to make a bad decision we know the states of mind that we're in when we're more likely to make a bad decision and we just need to pay attention to that and and spirituality really helps us there because as we practice it it helps us get into the habit of paying the pain first yeah as, as Dr. Lemke uh, recommends in her book, you pay the pain first, and then you enjoy the outcome after that.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think that's where spiritual practices become a great way to learn how to have that discipline, how to, to pay the pain first, so to speak. Things like solitude, silence, praying reading scripture, meditating on scripture, contemplation, they aren't necessarily painful, but they do take energy. They do take work to do them and to stop all the busyness and the insanity that is our typical day.
0: Yeah, and, and they, they don't come naturally. And yeah. so in that sense, that's where the pain comes in, is we're pushing ourselves to do something that that part of us doesn't want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I enjoy doing at the beginning of my day is sitting in in kind of a silent prayer time, where I'm just... I'm not doing anything, I'm just sitting in God's presence. And I'll set a timer, and the timer is not to limit the amount of time, it's to make sure I don't restlessly walk away before it ends. And and I and my, recently my timer has been like twelve minutes, and it's amazing how many things I can think of that I should do at that moment. Yeah. Instead of taking that twelve minutes to be in the presence of God, and so I find like I can get really restless. I'm ready to jump into my day. I'm ready to rush off and do this or that or the other thing. How much better am I going to be if I'll just wait that twelve minutes? Yeah. Just rest, just spend that in God's presence, and then let that set the tone for the rest of my day.
1: And I imagine things come to your mind that wouldn't have, you would have lost them in the mm-hmm. busyness of the day, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, even simple things like, oh, I need to let my wife know I love her, or I appreciate what she did for me yesterday, or just giving yourself that space to reflect a little bit and think about what's really important to you or noticing that I, I haven't really talked to my kids, uh, that we've been passing like ships in the night. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's not just about, oh, I think all these ethereal thoughts about God. It's, I think, a very practical pause to let your mind filter through and start to prioritize that way you're not just reacting through life, You're it, it empowers you to be proactive. And
0: when we start down that path, it really leads us to a deeper joy in yeah. life. And that, this is the other way that I think that spirituality relates to pain and pleasure is it actually changes our motivations. We're no longer consumed with the idea: the more pleasure, the better. You know, like like if a little bit of ice cream is good, I'm going to eat the whole container. You yeah. know, yeah. We can be content with the right amount. Mm. We can be content with with the simple pleasures in life. Uh, it, it reminds me of how surprised I was the first time I was in Europe, and um, I was at an ice cream shop, and they had a banana split that they offered, and it was about one-tenth the size of an American banana split. Like, <laughs> like the the piece of banana was maybe three inches long and it had three tiny, like one-inch scoops of ice cream. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, is it really better if it's bigger? Yeah. Or is it better if it's the right amount where I don't feel gross after eating it? Yeah. And, and so that's that's really kind of countercultural in our American society because you know it's just supersize me, you know, like yeah. everything's bigger, better, you yeah. know, bigger portions. Yeah. And it's it changes our mindset yeah. so that we can learn to be content with simple pleasures.
1: That sounds like someone who did a study on gratitude. <laughs> There's another season on that, folks. If you haven't listened to it, uh, take that all the way. But I agree, Will. We definitely find a deeper joy in life's experiences and pleasures. So once it's not all about just slamming the button, trying to get the quantity, Mm -hmm. then the quality can rise to the surface. And now even little things can really mean a lot. And I think the spirituality piece teaches us to slow down, to absorb, taste your food, smell the roses hear your child's voice, listen to those around you, and just living a life that's kind of at ease, a life of grace Mm -hmm. and just pace. There's not that hectic, stressed out, I've got to have this, i got to have this, or I'm not happy. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think that's the change that spirituality brings is we don't feel like we have to have everything a certain way. Mm. And and the gift of spirituality is that when we when we realize, you know, we're all just trying to be okay inside. We all just want to feel good. Without spirituality, the, the mind will trick us into believing, okay, this has to go my way. I have to push this pleasure button today, and it has to line up just right, or else I'm going to be miserable.
1: Mm. And
0: so we we develop these happiness maps in our heads that are incredibly complex where like 150 things have to go perfectly for us to feel like the day was a success. And, and then, of course, it never happens that way. It never quite goes the way that, that we thought it should. And we just set ourselves up for extra pain because we think that we have to have pleasure all the time. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of the first words of the book, The Road Less Traveled, mm. where he says, life is difficult... And once we accept that it is true... We transcend it. We transcend it yeah. and it becomes less difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah. So powerful. And I think that's where when we start looking to that inward journey, recognizing that a lot of the issue is the inward perspective, the mm-hmm. inward issues that are within us, that it's not the outside world that controls our happiness. Yes. And it's yes. still a hard one for me to learn. I said it a million times. I preached it all my life. <laughs> yeah. But it's much easier said than done, because yes. we do tend to fix our pleasure and our happiness based on certain things that we want to happen around us and in our in our lives, in our external world. But once we can bring that to the inner world with God, then we can trust him, and that trust can transcend so much of the things that would normally just really be devastating or uh, unbearable or, you know, challenging to us.
0: Yeah, this changes the way that we approach life. We're not so fixated with the outer world. We're dealing with our inner experience. That means that we don't have to run away from pain that is healthy. Mm -hmm. We don't have to run away from all pain. We can face pain, and that keeps us from overdoing it with the pleasure button. Because Mm -hmm. when we have to run away from pain, then we keep hitting that button. And then we overdo it, and then our brain is flooded with pain, and the pain becomes like a kind of despair. It kind of overwhelms us. When we face the pain that is needed to be faced, and we move through it, we're always stronger on the other side, and we're not flooded with pain. We're, we're, yeah. We approach pain in manageable doses, and in the end, we, we have a fairly simple and satisfying life as a result.
1: And that's where the spiritual practices come in. They become that balance. I know for me, the spiritual practice helped me with the balance between work and rest, trust, <laughs> and my ego trying to get its way faith and uh, trying to uh, create my own happiness, create my own kingdom, rule my own kingdom. <laughs> All of that's important, but we can prioritize that balance between work and rest. We're less likely to overwork ourselves if we, we're not trying to get from the world. We're not trying to you know, climb the ladder for the sake of climbing the ladder or getting certain accolades or having to, to be recognized or even I think some people just for the simple fear that their boss might see them as a little bit lazy. Yes. <laughs> Don't yes. want anyone to ever yes. suggest I might be lazy. And, and we, we make some bad decisions based on these external things and spirituality brings us back into things that really matter. Yeah, it just helps us
0: clarify like what actually matters to us in life, how we want to approach it. It really lowers the anxiety mm-hmm. in our in our souls. We can become content with simple non-addictive pleasures. We don't need to overdo it. Our our recreations can do just that. They can recreate and restore our souls. They can recharge us to a hundred percent Yeah, because they're not something that we're addictively overdoing. Yeah. Um, and, and we don't need the maximum pleasure. We don't need the extremes. We can be <laughs> grateful for whatever is granted to us in a given day. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just the tiniest, you know, sound of a bird singing or, or the gentle breeze that we feel on our face that we're just grateful for in that moment. And so it changes kind of our whole approach to how we're, we're going about life.
1: And Will, as you were mentioning that, uh, it just occurred to me the radical idea that maybe some of these pleasures are free. <laughs> yeah. And simple. And just yes. built into life. I think so often when we think of, hey, you want to do something fun, we think of something kind of expensive, something complicated, something adventurous, or, you know, got to go somewhere and stay out all night and have a blast. And, and you know what? There's a ton of things built into this world that give us very deep and satisfying pleasure. They're free. I think we miss so much of them in kind of our artificial world that that we've created as humans. But when we connect to the vine, we can connect to those deeper, simple pleasures.
0: Well, remember in our episode, I forget which one it was, when we were talking about what addiction does to us, when the addiction takes over, we actually lose the ability to feel pleasure in anything else. Yeah. So there's only one behavior, one activity that we crave and that our brain says is going to feel good when we get heavily addicted and it wipes out all the other pleasures that you're talking about, Rick. So yeah, so yeah that is the power of spirituality is by, by bringing us back into sobriety and health, what it does is it allows us to start feeling all those simple free pleasures that are, that are infused throughout everything that we do in life and, and suddenly we can enjoy it. Because imagine just if there was only one food that you enjoyed the flavor of, only one. Let's say it was ice cream and it was bad for you, you know, and that's all you ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like you would be missing out on yes. thousands of flavors and experiences with food because all you ever wanted was one thing.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, so very well said. And that's something that we fall prey to when we get caught in the pleasure addiction cycle. One of the spiritual disciplines that's really important and been really meaningful to my life is to have like an accountability partner, uh, a spiritual mentor or a spiritual director, even counseling somebody, maybe it's just your best friend, somebody who has your back, but also who you can be very honest and open with. Mm because that person can speak into your life. They can see the first signs of addiction before you can. Yes. That's one of the dangers of addiction is you don't see it. In fact, you often don't see it till you're way down the path. Well, something to remember is that we can only see
0: 60% of our body ourselves without a mirror. And the same is true for our insight into ourselves. We can only mm. see about 60%.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you remind me just recently in the news they were talking about the the concussion protocol in the NFL and how important that is and the way they've had to do it is they have to have independent people be the concussion protocol specialists and the physicians and doctors that diagnose the concussion because the team doctors were being influenced to put guys in too soon because you know, they work for the team and the team needs the player back on the field, but it was jeopardizing the player's health. So they came up with these neutral people. But they said, universally, players who have concussions don't know. They just, they don't realize what's happened to them. And all of them say, put me back in. I'm fine. Put yeah. me back. And they get mad yeah. at these specialists who say, no, listen, you're, you've, you've had a concussion. We can see it. You're going to have to sit out for a while for your best good. And the person's like, no, I'm fine. I can go back. You know, They don't know because they're the ones in the concussion. And I think it can happen to us also on this spiritual journey. We can get caught in some addictions, not even see it, have no clue, argue with someone. No, I'm fine. I'm not addicted. And we need that person, <laughs> that independent person to, yes. to see it from, for what it is.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. When I think of this pain-pleasure balance, Rick, it kind of reminds me of my golf game where it's hard to work on some of the aspects of my game. Like, like for instance, if I practice putting, it's very boring. If I practice <laughs> chipping, it's not very exciting. If I go into the driving range, it's not nearly as fun as playing a round of golf itself. So there's some of these things that I do to get better at it that are difficult Mm -hmm. But the difficulty is coming up front because the game itself then becomes less difficult. Uh, If I don't do any of the practice, then I'm in the woods more. I'm in the sand more. I'm, you know, three or four putting more. Like everything else gets harder because I tried to do the easy way. Yeah. And, And life is very much like that where... I could either pay the pain up front and do some of these spiritual practices that ultimately start making my life easier because I'm not arguing with people as much. I'm not creating drama in my life. I'm not creating problems. I'm in, I'm much more present. I'm much, I'm in a much better space to actually effectively live life.
1: Mm, That is very true, Will. And I like that illustration. And you're right, so much of life is about investing, training, disciplining, so that you can actually enjoy the results, the fruits. Even if you have a favorite recipe, you're going to have to put in some time, preparation, and then you'll enjoy it all the more once you've put in all that effort to create that dish that you just love, and smelling it, tasting it, So much of life kind of follows that pattern. So I I really like that example.
0: Yeah. And in in the end, I think the way spirituality really helps us is it it helps us cultivate a mindset of growth. Uh, Growth is always going to be helpful, growth is never easy. But when we approach life with a growth mindset, then whenever life challenges us, we see that as an opportunity to grow instead of something to be upset about. And we can use those challenges of life to allow God to grow us into better human beings.
1: Absolutely, Will. And I think that kind of brings this conversation to its full conclusion, because when we're on a spiritual journey, it is a journey of growth, it's a journey of expansion, it's a journey of thriving. It's a journey about living the highest quality life possible. And so I hope that this discussion in this season on pain and pleasure has been helpful for all of our listeners. I know it's been beneficial to me and I just encourage everyone, make that commitment. This is all part of the journey, the pain and the pleasure, both working together in balance, grow us into the people that we can become and that can make difference in this world.
0: Absolutely. Well said, Rick. And I think that's the perfect spot to wrap up this season on pain and pleasure. It's been a a joy to be with you. Thank you all for, for joining us for this entire season. But for now, you've been listening to Everything is Better Than You Think with myself, Dr. Will Johns, and my brother, Dr. Rick Johns, Thank you for joining us, and may you find the right balance between pain and pleasure in your life as a result of this season. Take care, and we hope to see you soon.